In these unprecedented times, we need effective immune support. That's why I'm excited to introduce two formulas that work, CV Defense and CV Acute. There's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative. The only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function, including PEA, a critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. CV Acute is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders with a fruit flower and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel run down to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all-natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. For more information and to order, go to TotalImmuneHealth.com and take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. That's TotalImmuneHealth.com. TotalImmuneHealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly compendium of answers to questions that you send us, radio program at AOL.com, the destination for questions. We've got a few in the mailbag. Thank you for the questions. Today with us, of course, is our nutritionist in residence, Layla Mutin, who's got the questions. And uh, so before we get to questions, uh, this is a, a week where we've been concentrating on the benefits of exercise. Yes. And um, I had... Um, I had the pleasure of interviewing yesterday a guy named Dr. Ross Arena. He's an exercise physiologist at the University Mm -hmm. of Illinois. Mm -hmm. And he is also the originator of something called HL Pivot. Uh, It's a a healthy living advocacy site that is based on the premise that we have, and he coined the term, I believe, we have twin pandemics. You've heard this term, twin pandemics. We have, on the one hand, the, the pandemic that everybody... But wait, 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 wait. The original twin pandemics were obesity and diabetes. Now... Right. Yeah. It's... Okay. Well, now, yeah. So those are folded into one. Yes. Now it's the pandemic of, uh, you know, coronavirus mm. and uh, the pandemic that is the far larger pandemic that is killing far more people Yeah. Uh, and will go on to kill far more people, Yes. which is the pandemic of... Uh, inflammaging, diabetes, metabolic syndrome. Right. That is the common COVID-15, the COVID-29. Right. People gaining weight. You know, People those. gaining weight what, the, So he points out that yeah. uh, COVID has been uniquely unhelpful in solving that because due to lockdown and due to sheltering in place uh, and due to the stress and due to the DoorDash uh, pizza yeah. Yeah. and, you know, all the, and the Netflix on the sofa, uh, more and more people are going to be uh, prone to the pandemic that was the original pandemic. Yes. Uh, so it, it's an initiative. It's an international initiative. There's a lot of um, uh, academics from around the world. I see people in Europe and in Japan and uh, you know Latin America, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the United States. Quite a lot of uh, health professionals who are heads of departments, which are you know about exercise physiology and uh, implementing exercise programs. Yeah. And uh, he was kind enough to invite me to join that forum. 
So uh, it's a great podcast. Uh, listen to it. It's It's been published. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the other thing is uh, we've been, I, coincidentally, uh, I've run a two-part series on the benefits of exercise. Mm-hmm. And I came up with 20 different things yeah. that it helps. So uh, you, you've, you previewed those articles, and yes. uh, it's um, it's one of those. It's a, a listicle, you mm-hmm. know. Those the twenty benefits of exercise, you know, like uh, you know the twenty anti aging foods, you know. Right. These are, these are, yes. It's a genre of yeah. writing called a listicle, and but it enumerates uh-huh. with and I each I provide a lot of references so that people can it, you know it's it's an article it's less than a thousand words, but um, I mean each part is about you know. Uh, 750 words, but they, if you if you look at all the references, mm-hmm. you you'll become a, an expert on the the benefits of exercise. But yeah. uh, I think it's appropriate because this time of year it's getting warmer. Uh, it's people, time to get out, and people are get, you know we're, we're relaxing some of the strictures. Yes, and um, hopefully that trend will continue. Yeah, and so uh, you know it's the great thaw, the unraveling after a year right. of uh, you know forced sedentary lifestyle for some people. Mm-hmm. But it's important, I think, to to uh, pay attention to that. Because as I said to a patient earlier, I said, you know, you're doing pretty well on taking the supplements and you're doing pretty well on diet, but you haven't integrated the exercise component. Yes. And, uh, you know, she mm-hmm. fessed up and, and, you know, and she now she's dedicated to carve out the time yeah. to uh, do that. Because I said, I, I can give you the supplements. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Layla can give you the the diet guidelines but i can't give you exercise on a in a pill yeah there's nothing like it in terms of great that would be the magic well they're looking for they're looking at ways to replicate the physiologic effects with a pill you know yeah but what this guy also refers to is he says that lifestyle is a poly pill now they've talked about the poly pill as the poly pill would be everybody over the age of 50 should get an aspirin a beta blocker a statin and uh, some and metformin, you know, for so that they combat all these things at once. It's called mm. a poly pill. Yes, and it's actually a popular notion in medicine is that you know everybody over fifty should take it. It's great preventive. It will prevent everything. Mm. But in reality, exercise is the poly pill. Exercise can replace the metformin to a degree, and certainly the aspirin mm-hmm. with the anti-inflammatory effects yeah, that you yeah, mentioned yeah. in that article. Yeah. Uh, the statin, I don't know, because there's controversy about statins now. Well, because of how it how well, it distorts vitamin K to the point of. Well, there's controversy yeah. about uh, you know I'm not for the poly pill because I think for, yeah. for you know they they've done some studies where they say overall there's a benefit, but for every, you know there may be like uh, you know uh, three out of five people uh, achieve a benefit and two out of five people uh, have a negative effects. And so, yes. on average, it might be beneficial, especially if you're not going to, if you're just going to sit in your butt and not do anything and right. not and eat a crappy diet. It's like, okay, you know, give everybody who's not doing anything to further their health a poly pill. Yeah, yeah. that might help. You yeah. <laughs> but you know, well, the, the real poly pill is at our disposal. It's lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. It's lifestyle. So very important. Um, not enough emphasis is given to exercise. However, um, we do want to clarify that you also can't outrun or out-exercise a bad diet either. Right. They work hand in hand. Yep. It's a synergy. 
I think for people like like Jim Fix, who famously was this this runner, oh, the runner. launched the money running. I, think I have revolution. his book somewhere on my bookshelf. At right, home. yeah, with a picture of him in his shorts and yeah. everything. But he kind of single handedly launched the running revolution, and then he died prematurely at you know fifty eight or sixty or something. Yeah. And but the point was, I, he he did not pay attention to diet. Yeah. Because he felt like I'm burning all these calories. You know, I'm pretty lean. You know, mm-hmm. I'm okay. But he had bad coronary arteries. Yeah. And he, he may have undertaken his athleticism heard, too late. I've heard too many times from marathon runners, well, then I could eat that pint of Haagen-Dazs if I want to mm-hmm. after an 11-mile run. Whoa, yeah, and Michael Phelps was famous for, yeah. he, you know, the swimmer, was famous for consuming, get this, 6,500 calories a day. Yeah, but, he, but he, of junk. But Pizza junk. and yeah. french fry Ice diet. cream and, you know. Like, right, you know, right. So, um, it was calories for the sake of calories. Well, it was, it was like he was like a human furnace, you know, yeah. burning off all the stuff. And with his workouts, I mean, he needed a lot of caloric support. But, um, you know, what happens when you stop swimming and you, you maintain those habits? It typically happens to uh, co- high school athletes. Uh, I remember years ago, we had uh, an Olympian athlete in our office. She was a rower. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was having a problem, or she thought she was having a problem. She hasn't been training. It's been months and months and months, and she's gaining weight. Well, lo and behold, she was still eating. The training table like she was training. Yeah, right, right. I yeah. said, well, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't need all that food anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was very interesting. Anyway. Okay, so uh, exercise, exercise, exercise. That's yes. the theme. Uh, check out the article and newsletter. If you haven't yet subscribed, subscribe to our newsletter. You'll get great stuff uh, every week. And it's mm-hmm. free. Yes, yes. It changes your microbiome, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Dr. Hoffman. Uh, oh, yeah. In the article. Changes your microbiome, changes your mood. Oh, yeah. Honestly, you can really... It's a real if, mood if stabilizer. You've got, if you've got the blues or anything yeah, you're like some, that. Some mornings it's like, you out I, of it. I wake up and I go, you know, it's like, oh, COVID. But you're going to feel so much better COVID, after. COVID, you know, oh, it's endless days of more lockdown. Oh. And then I've gone and I've exercised and it's like, flip the script on my mood. Yes. You know. Yep. Yep. This too shall pass. All right. Speaking of COVID. <laughs> yeah. We can't get away from <clears throat> We've got uh, an email from Brian. Dear Dr. Hoffman, I was surprised to see you say in your newsletter that masks work. The article you referred to on the Danish study was complimentary uh, of the study. Uh, but there's a lot of info out there, including studies to show the ineffectiveness of masks. He mentions, he points to a link from a Tom Woods has charts to show the ineffectiveness of masks. Um, Alex Berenson, the Twitter expert on COVID, has a pamphlet out on masks. Even OSHA has said that masks are not effective. The Occupational Safety of the Health Administration. Yes, yeah. yes. Also, I'm surprised you didn't uh, cover the negative aspects. Well, let's let's t- let's talk them. about that. First of all, it's actually propitious that we talk about masks today because. Uh, some big changes are in store. They've sort of previewed those changes. Fauci uh, started to say that maybe we can relax the strictures on masks a little bit. Is that what he's saying this week? That's what he's saying this oh, week. Okay. Right. But uh, so uh, apparently there will be an announcement uh, if it hasn't already happened because we haven't been listening to the news this you know this morning this morning. Mm. Uh, that people who are vaccinated <clears throat> when they're outside do not have to wear masks anymore, mm. except if they are in large gatherings. Mm. So I guess that would extend to what um, protest marches? 
Sure. <laughs> Protest marches, riots. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Things like that. <laughs> but, but definitely not, uh, you know, storming the Capitol. Then you definitely should be wearing your mask when, yes. you're, storm- when you're storming the Capitol. You got to wear you've a gotta, mask. You've got to wear a mask, no matter what. Yes. You know, for the rest of time <laughs> in eternity. Yes. Um, okay. <clears throat> so uh, look, obviously uh, there is controversy about masks, mm-hmm. and I'll acknowledge that. And all I'm saying, I don't think I was saying masks are are good. I just said, you know, masks may have some limited efficacy in certain situations. Yes. Like if you are in an enclosed building or restaurant with a lot of strange people, uh, you know, maybe wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Maybe wear a mask. We don't know for how much longer because the, if the infection rate really goes down, mm. then, you know, it might be less necessary to wear masks. Yeah. But this whole thing of wearing masks outside is I totally agree. It's nuts, and I've been saying that since the very beginning, since yes. March. Yes. Uh, I you know I routinely go running. Mm-hmm. You know when I walk in the streets, I have to say though I I do the mask thing more as a courtesy to yeah. some people. You know if I'm going through like a big you know crowd of people, mostly in New York, you can find side streets with not a lot of people. Fine. True. But um, if you're walking up Lexington and there's a group of people coming toward you, you can put your I, mask on. Look, I don't really believe it makes a difference. And the, the wind yeah. is blowing and the sun is shining. It was, yes. It's, 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 the, the, an errant particle is not going to go up your nostril. But uh, And it, if it does, you live. Yeah. Well, that's that's true, too. That's true, too. But uh, the... Uh, but... So the wearing the mask outside and this mm-hmm. whole thing of like we, people, I see people on their bicycles, so people jogging, they're wearing masks. Yeah. I think that it's almost become like either a fashion statement or a political statement. Yeah. Is that people are saying, virtue I am signaling. Complying. It's virtue signaling. I was walking in the woods, in the woods. I, you know, it was like, uh, you know, out in the wilds of New Jersey. Tell me you saw a bear in a mask. No. No. Okay, no, good. No, no, a squirrel. <laughs> No, but I'm, I'm walking and I have my mask. I have my mask around my neck because I figure if I'm like stuck in a place where there's a bunch of people, even though it's outside, you'll leave it hanging around your neck. I'll leave. Yeah. The, I'll, I'll put the mask up in, as a courtesy. Yeah. So I'm walking and I'm walking briskly, and this woman passes me by, and it's just like it's a nice wide path. It's like she's six feet away, and she goes, she goes, she gestures like to you to put the mask up. Wow! And I got, I was furious. I almost reamed her out. Uh, but I just said, look, let it pass because this is an ignorant person who is being a real Karen about it. You know, she's like <laughs> a tattletale person who wants to mm-hmm. aggress mm-hmm. against me with like, cause I'm a rule breaker. Yeah. You know, and there was nothing, uh, you know, scientifically to uh, substantiate the use of a mask on a trail in the forest, you know, uh, where, Occasionally, I mean, occasionally people would pass us by that could have a nice distance between them. It wasn't like we were engaging in lip lock, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it, it, and that's happened several <laughs> times to me, these, these mask vigilantes. Right. And it, I think it's, um, it, it is an, it's a form of uh, conformism. It's a form of like mob psychology. Yes. It's also born of fear. Oh, yeah. It's like really the fear has been so inculcated we're going to have a problem, is that people are misophobic. You know what misophobia is? No. It's a germ-phobia. It's, huh. it's like agoraphobia is high. Yes. Misophobia is... People... Are, we have a, a national epidemic of misophobia. People mm. who believe them. So here's the thing. With the masks, 
masks, the, the crappy little masks that most of us wear, the cloth masks or the surgical masks, the little, you know, turquoise yeah. ones. I look at, I look at people like I was on the subway and I was wearing the mask. We have to on the subway. On the subway. I mean, there was a homeless guy in the subway. He was yeah. like happily eating his sandwich on yeah. the subway, sprawling on the thing. So I figured like, well, at least it's a germy place. So I'm going to wear the mask. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it, it, there was a fair number of people in the subway. But I looked at the people and I, I saw the gap between their nose and their mouth around there. You're breathing around that mask. Sure. So it, it, you were in a fool's paradise if you think that every viral particle is being filtered. Now, is there some mitigation of risk? Yeah, because if somebody sneezes with some big goober of, of spit exactly. in your direction, that match is going to catch it. Sure. It's and not that's a good go thing. Yeah. Yeah. But can tiny aerosolized particles get around the mask or through the porosity of the mask? Of course. Yeah. And there, are, the Danish study that he says, you know, I quoted, it basically says that masks don't do much good. Yeah. But here's the thing. In a high-risk situation, you're going to see more efficacy of the mask. In a no-risk situation, yeah. you're not going to see a lot of efficacy. So it's the same thing as like... If right. you're if you're in your car, like cleaning your glove compartment out, you know, to get rid of all the excess stuff that accumulates there, you, you don't have to put your seatbelts on. Right. Yes, you're in your car, but you do not have to put your seatbelts on. People are following this in a rote fashion. They're yes. like, I'm going to wear a mask all the time. Yeah. Well, no, there's certain situations that may call for a mask. Like if you're in a, you know, with a large group of strangers. Or if you're in an operating room performing an operation. Right. Not say. Great. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that isn't even an entirely. Or in the ER. Perfect. But that, that's yeah. that's more the operating room is not sure. about viruses; it's about bacteria. Yes. So it's it the bacteria are more easily caught yeah. by a surgical mask. And listen, we already know that these paper masks, these blue paper masks that everybody's wearing, is about as helpful as your your the fence around your house yeah. in guarding you against your virus. That's a fact. Yeah. Speaking of virtue signaling, I, this just happened a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I was never reprimanded before about. about uh, about this. I was in the store. We're online. It's a long line to get out. And of course, all the yellow, you know, masking tape is on the floor of where to stand and, and stuff like that. There was a young man in front of me, tall young man, young, healthy, wearing about three masks, maybe three and a half. I don't know. I wasn't standing directly on my line, Dr. Hoffman. Maybe I was standing about six inches in front of my line. So you did have line. six foot. So he, he turned around. Would you please stand on your line? Oh, he reprimanded me, yeah. and I stepped back onto my line. I felt sorry for the guy. Yeah, I said, "Wow!" But this is, and you're a young guy. It's a form. you're you're I not know. my mother who is kind of afraid a little bit still. Yeah. She's 84. She has COPD and heart disease, and still smokes, unfortunately. But here we, she has reason to be afraid. Not this young man. This who's already form. wearing three and a half masks. It's a form of like mass hysteria yeah. that we've engendered. Yeah. And I think that's why people hate health authorities like Fauci, is yeah. they make pronouncements that scare people. Look, frankly, there's a lot of stuff about COVID that's pretty damn inconvenient. Mm -hmm. Like stay home, don't travel, wear a mask, which is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, and go to, go get a vaccine, which is like, you gotta go to out of your way, you gotta make an appointment, you gotta then, you know, deal with the side effects, you know, your arm is sore, you could feel under the weather. How do you, how do you convince people to do this stuff? It's through fear. Yes. Your people are dying. Look at the statistics. 
this is really, really, yeah. really serious. And they hammer it into people's heads. Mm-hmm. The media in conjunction with uh, government officials. And by the way, America is a place that is notorious for not complying with government rules. Like, don't use fireworks. <laughs> uh, fireworks. fireworks are illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So tell me about that on the 4th of July when you see all these, like, backyard fireworks. Absolutely. Displays. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, when I was a kid, it was like, don't smoke pot. It's illegal. Smoke pot. Yeah. Don't smoke cigarettes. What percentage of Americans? See, that's something that really is going to kill you. Sure. That's really high likelihood of killing you. And, and that's And the people biggest, persist. They do it. it. It's the biggest irony or oxymoron to me is take off the mask to smoke your cigarette. Now, I want <laughs> to put that. my mask on when I'm that. walking by the I smoker. I see that. Because I, I don't want to breathe that. Well, I see. That. I saw a guy this morning. Yeah. And, you know, he does his mask dangling mm-hmm. and he's smoking a cigarette. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah. But, but, but what was more persuasive to him mm. was you got to wear a mask. Yes. But to stop smoking didn't occur to him. No. Uh, you know, no. what about everybody should take vitamin D? What about everybody should, you know, physically exercise? And what about everybody should be on yes. a clean diet? Right. You know, which redu- demonstrably reduces your chances of dying of COVID. Yes. Oh, those messages are not as compelling. Let's wear a mask. We're mm-hmm. wear, we're wear a little paper mask. Right. You right. Know. Yeah. We're wearing a mask against something that has an over 99 percent survival so rate. So what I predict is right mm-hmm. now there's a lot of conformity. So I walk down the streets of New York. Now yes. other people are listening in different parts of the country. You know, yeah. they may be listening in Florida or Texas where there's less stringent uh, guidelines. Right, but state. we're in New York. Everybody oh. wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. But I predict in the next couple of weeks it's going to start to wane. Oh, outside. I don't know, Dr. Hoffman. Well, you have Depends less... Depends on what news programs they're watching. You have less see. faith in, in in your fellow New Yorkers than I do. I look out the window and I don't yeah. want to go out there because it looks so dystopian. It is dystopian, yes. It's dystopian, yeah. especially when I see little ones in a mask. I could almost cry. Mm-hmm. That I think that's the biggest oh, horror. I, I went to the museum with a... With they're a, three years old With a family a member and with a, with a two and a half year old. Yeah. And it was like... The poor little thing, she had a mask on. And she she knows how to use the mask. That's great. Something she, she learned. Yeah. Well, good. And it's like, okay. You and have I to, hope it was a fun mask. Yeah, it was. It, it had was like, like a, a cartoon, cartoon character, on yeah. something on it. But it was, good. but you know, what we're doing to the psyche of the children, the children are afraid to like touch each other. The children are afraid to get close. Uh, <gasps> you know, it's, it's, it, it will take. It's a massive raising of cortisol. Take, it will take decades to unravel the fear. Yes. The fear was inculcated and now we have we're gonna to have to deal with the aftermath of this yeah i mean yeah it's nasty yeah so i mean i'm not a mask nihilist let's put it this way there's some people say i'm not gonna wear a mask it does nothing no mask somewhat help no them. i wouldn't go i wouldn't right. say it does nothing right. of course not do, do speed bumps uh prevent people from having car accidents no, but they slow the. It's less yeah. likely that you're going to go the 70 miles an hour through a residential zone if there's a speed bump. So exactly. thank you for the speed bumps. But can you still run over a kid? Yeah, sure. You could, absolutely. So will some people, you know, uh, ignore the speed bump and and you know and and go 70 miles an hour? Maybe not 70, maybe 35. Well, or 40. They'll knock out their suspension. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, well, let's take another question. Oh, gosh. All right. Oh, this is interesting. This is from Renee. I love your podcast. I listen to all of them. Thank you, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I'd like to know what you think of BFR training to increase muscle mass. 
BFR means blood flow restriction. It's a type of training to increase muscle mass. I'm a 74-year-old woman with, with osteoporosis, but otherwise in fairly good health. What, in your opinion, are the pros and cons of this type of training? So I looked this up. You know, people just send us acronyms and yeah. we're supposed to like magically right. know. We but I, I, I duck, duck, goad the acronym okay. and I got blood ro- blood flow restriction. So, so you're not going to get like 49 different ads for BFR devices? No, 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 no. Okay. This, this was duck, actually duck, very good. protects your confidentiality. It is a type of exercise where you put a tourniquet on a limb, yeah. similar to like a blood pressure cuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where what you want to do is occlude the flow through the, but through the veins, but not the arteries. Yes, right. And what this is supposed to do is while you put that tourniquet on, you engage in some low-intensity exercise, and it's supposed to produce similar results to high-intensity training. That's what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So again, it occludes venous flow, but not arterial so- flow. Sounds kind of unpleasant. It sounds very unpleasant. Yeah. And you could faint. It can make you dizzy. It can make you numb in the area where you're wearing the tourniquet or the It can cause cuff. a sickle cell crisis. Yes, it can cause a sickle cell crisis. It's actually contraindicated. If you have sickle for cell. For those with sickle cell, with diabetes, with obesity, with hypertension, with renal disease. Wait, wait. So who is this good for? Nobody. Nobody doesn't nobody. have any of those things. Yeah, nobody doesn't have those <laughs> well, things. No, actually, exactly. I, I, might, I might qualify, but I don't Right. But look, exercise right. is tough enough without constricting your muscles. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, look, I think hypothetically it works, but it may, it may be for like a real... It sounds dangerous. It, it, it may be for like a real exercise fanatic who wants right. to get like your super, like a, a bodybuilder exactly. or something. Exactly. And there are a lot of regulations and in, 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 uh, there's a lot of directives on how to do this properly right. without causing side effects. I wouldn't bother. Yeah. I wouldn't bother. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit like, you know, there there are ways to make exercise even more unpleasant, you know, sort of like yes. running with a weight belt. Right. Or there's in running swimming. Running with a mask. Running with a mask. is a, Well, I you say that, but there are actually devices that people put over their mouth and nose that deliberately constrict your air. That's so for higher it, altitude it, it's training? To, it's to replicate the effects of being at high altitude. Yeah. But it sounds super unpleasant. Hey, if your next 5K is in high altitudes, go for it. Yeah, I mean, and Train then another it. one, and this yeah. is, swimmers do that, is uh, they mm-hmm. wear what are called drag suits, which are like suits that are sort of like baggy, that make it so it's you slow down and you so have to swim So you're not hydrodynamic harder. anymore. Yeah, it, it, so that when yeah. you when you're in the you know competition, you know you you worked out with a drag suit. Yeah, you're gonna say, oh man, I feel great. I got like a regular speedo on, you know. <laughs> but after the yeah. drag, so the drag suit actually increases the amount of arm strength that you yes. need to pull yourself along. Yeah, you know all these things it provides are, resistance. They just yeah. sound. Sort of unpleasant. It's it's tough enough to exercise, but at the high end, some people make use of these techniques yeah. to enhance the results. I mean, people are always looking for that performance edge, mm-hmm. you know, something to take them. Yeah. You know, look, exercise has to be diverse. You have to mix it up. You know, if you just do the same thing all the time, you know, it's sure. going to get boring, and it, ultimately, you'll get used to it, and it won't be as beneficial. Mm. So uh, a little. Add some stress to your exercise regimen. Okay, you know, if that floats your boat. But yeah. for a 74-year-old, I'm thinking, you got enough problems. There you <laughs> go. There you go. And it's not going to help osteoporosis. No, no. Get on the floor and do some strength training. Yeah. Or get to the gym and do some strength training. Stay away from the tourniquet. I'm thinking. Opinion. I'm thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say. Okay. Good. All right. Well, let's, at this point, let's uh, yield to the time clock and... 
uh, we're going to preview part two. What's coming up? My father has done everything right. He's in his 50s and has prostate cancer. What else would you recommend for him? Okay. Well, that's a big question and would be subject to a consultation. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about that issue when we return. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.